This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Do you ever feel dizzy or lightheaded and wonder whether it could be a serious health issue? Our resident doctor, Zachary Levine, is here to talk about dizziness and its many causes and to tell us when to seek medical attention and when it might just be a case of hydration, dehydration, excuse me, vertigo, or something more serious involving blood flow to the brain. Before I say hi to Zach, I'm going to give the numbers out again because he is here to take your calls and your questions about this and about other medical issues. He is, after all, an emergency room doctor and can answer all kinds of questions. So the numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free one. 866-744-740. Zach, hello. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Good, Good. to be here. Okay. Dizziness. Mm-hmm. So how do you know if it's serious or not? Well, so there's, yeah, I mean, you know, the majority of people certainly experience dizziness at some point in their lives. And, it, and dizziness is a, you know, it's a colloquial term. We all use it, but it can mean a number of things. So the first thing that doctors think of is, what do, what do people mean by dizziness? Because people use it to describe vertigo. Vertigo is the feeling of spinning or moving, even if you're not moving. They use it to describe lightheadedness, which is when you feel uh, well lightheaded, like you're going to pass out. Like, for example, a lot of people have experienced it if they get up very quickly, especially if they're a bit dehydrated on a hot day. And a third category um, is disequilibrium. So basically, people don't feel steady on their feet. They just feel a little bit off. And the things that the serious causes of those things are um, are the things that involve the brain and that involve the heart, as opposed to um, the, one of the common causes of vertigo of this feeling of moving is the inner ear. And and I'm not saying it's not serious uh, in terms of people's lifestyle. If you're very dizzy, if you feel very severe vertigo, it can be a terrible feeling. But it's not it's not dangerous in terms of life-threatening as opposed to if it's a if it's a heart issue or if it's obviously or if it's a stroke then those things can be very serious and that those are the things we look at so we so the the symptoms that we worry about uh, if if this dizziness is associated with other neurological symptoms so severe headache double vision vision loss weakness or incoordination then we're more concerned it involves the brain and if it involves things like chest pain or shortness of breath or or if you just suddenly lose consciousness, like without any kind of warning. You know, it's one thing if you get up quickly and you're dehydrated and you feel, you feel dizzy and then you kind of slouch down. But if you're walking along and you suddenly, suddenly lose consciousness, that's concerning that you may have an, an irregular heartbeat and that needs to be checked out. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question about me that's been investigated and they can't quite figure it out. It doesn't happen very often. So sometimes I feel like I'm going to faint. It happens uh-huh. usually in the middle uh, of exercise, though not necessarily strenuous, feel like I'm going to faint. I don't faint. uh, But then I have a fast heartbeat, which usually passes very quickly. Uh Uh-huh. 
Well, it's interesting. I mean, so basically the, the feeling, the, the medical term for that is presyncope, and it, we've all experienced it at some point where we feel like we're going to faint. And, and it's a symptom of the fact that your brain is not getting enough blood supply and oxygen. And usually that means that the blood pressure has dropped. And one of the things that's interesting in your case is often the body will do what it can to make up for that fact. So in your case, it sounds like your heart is trying, is trying to increase the output to make up for the low blood pressure. So because the amount of blood that gets to the brain is a combination of blood pressure and how fast the heart is beating. So if the, if the heart notices that the blood pressure is too low, it'll, it'll kind of speed up to try and make sure that you get enough blood to your brain, which may be why you're compensating and you don't actually end up passing out. Now, as to what's causing it, that's a whole other kettle of fish. But it, it definitely, you know, to me, that symptom definitely suggests that you're not getting enough blood supply to the brain, that your blood pressure is dropping. And then the question is, yes, why? Why is it happening? Because it's, it's more easily explained, certainly, you know, when, like I said earlier, a couple of times, if you get up quickly, you're dehydrated, that sort of thing. But if you're already in mid-workout and you suddenly have it, that that is more mysterious. And I can see why they've had more difficulty to figure it out because uh, it's we, it's nice to be able to explain these things, you know. Uh, uh, could it be it, just dehydration? Absolutely. Uh, that definitely contributes. And, in fact, that's definitely a contributor. We see people very frequently, people come to the emergency department after they've passed out. And we, we always look for a trigger. Like we always look for some people get it, they're dehydrated and they got up quickly. Some people, um, some people get it with um, what we call vasovagal. But basically severe emotional stress or severe pain can cause it too. But we don't always figure it out. And, but one thing that certainly predisposes you is if you're relatively dehydrated. That definitely doesn't help because your, your body has less, uh, less reserve and the tank is not quite full enough. And so it makes it difficult to keep your blood pressure up and get enough brain to, uh, sorry, blood to the brain. Okay, uh, let's take a call from Marilyn in Toronto. Hi, Marilyn. Hi, Debbie. You're on the air and we're listening. Hi, Dr. Zach. I'm calling Hello. you because I do have vertigo. Yeah. And I have a lot of pain, a lot of pain, horrible pain, sciatic pain. And I have a dizziness, and I need to have an operation. I have a cataract. And yep. I have thyroid problem. I've had my thyroid treated with radioactive, radioactive iodine. They yes. couldn't operate because it was so big. I would have had a big goiter hanging down. But I'm scared to have the operation, and yeah. I don't want to go blind. I can't afford this the laser uh, surgery. I know if I have the operation and they cut into my eye. Something terrible happened. I'm either going to have a stroke or I'm going to have terrible things happen with infection so I can't close my eyelids. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Marilyn, I hear, I, I couldn't hear all the words, unfortunately, but I can certainly hear your concern. And I heard the fact that you're having dizziness and, they, and they're having pain and that, uh, and that you're. And you emotional know, stress, too. Sorry? Emotional stress. Emotional stress, yeah, which obviously, which, you know, doesn't help anything. You know, emotional stress can worsen almost any condition. Uh, and you get rid of it. It keeps happening. I see. And you're also, you're concerned about the, is it the cataract surgery and the thyroid surgery that's concerning you? I don't need thyroid surgery. They stopped my thyroid from growing. Oh, okay, yeah. I need the cataract surgery. I don't want to go blind. But I can't afford the laser treatment. 
and I can't uh-huh. have him digging in my eyes. I will have a stroke, and I will have infections in my eye. Yeah. Do you have Do you have a regular doctor to talk to about the different concerns that you have? No, but I had three doctors, and they all said weird things to me. The first one said, "Oh, don't worry about cataract surgery. They suck it out with a machine." No, they don't. They dig it out with a forcep or a bent needle or goddamn scalpel. And I can't have that stuck in my eye. And no bad things will happen. Yeah, no, I certainly hear your concern. And <laughs> I mean, certainly, as you, I'm sure you know, cataract surgery is they they do it very very commonly now, and so. The more you know, the more a surgeon does a procedure, the better for the patient because the uh, the less complication rate. Yeah, maybe you need to see a, a different specialist and get them to explain to you how they would do your surgery, and uh, maybe that'll put you uh, more at ease. I, I know a lot of people who've had very successful cataract surgery. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know too. I hear it all the time. Don't worry about it, but I have to. Okay, thanks Maybe for your call, Marilyn. Oh, yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you not for listening to me. Bye-bye. Thanks. Okay, we've got Wilma in Markham. Hello, Wilma. Hello. Hi. I wanted to ask Dr. Levine if um, lightheadedness or dizziness is in any way related to the age of a person. Do, do older people, is it more prevalent in older people? So the the quick answer, Wilma, thanks for the question, is yes. We definitely see uh, that people, we you know, there's definitely some difficulties with blood pressure control uh, as we get older. It just gets a bit harder to control. But also, and I think, you know, society in general, we focus so much on high blood pressure. Uh, but low blood pressure is actually a significant problem. And it, it definitely does become a more significant problem as we get older. Right. Not, obviously not everyone, but some people. And and some people actually uh, do come in because, you know, every time they get up, even if they get up slowly, they start to get lightheaded and they may even pass out. And yeah. occasionally we even have to treat them. You know, we all, we all know about anti-high blood pressure medications, but there are some medications that are used that we sometimes have to use for people whose blood pressure is getting too low and so they're getting lightheaded. All and, of right. course, that's in conjunction with, you know, making sure to get up slowly, making sure to hydrate very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But and, and of course the first thing is you know realizing realizing the the trigger, uh, but if it, you know if it is a significant problem, it's definitely worth getting checked out because it is it is a recognized entity just as high blood pressure is a recognized problem. Uh, Zach, um, yeah. is are are pacemakers used for low blood pressure? Well, pacemakers are definitely used not so much for low blood pressure, but yet you can have a low blood pressure as a result of an arrhythmia. So if your heart isn't beating properly, if it's too slow. If it's not beating effectively, then yes, you can have low blood pressure as a result of that, and that can make you lightheaded or pass out. And the pacemaker, the pacemaker corrects that. And so, one of the things I mentioned earlier is, you know, if you pass out suddenly, it can be an irregular heartbeat. And and yes, the treatment for that, if you have a significant irregular heartbeat, is often a pacemaker, which will maintain your heart rhythm at a minimum. Usually they set a minimum number of beats per minute, like 60, for example, to make sure that you're getting enough cardiac output, to make sure you're getting enough blood to your brain. Mm-hmm. Okay, Wilma, uh, is that your question? Yes, thank you very much. Okay, you're okay. very welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, we only have a couple of minutes left. So what do you want to tell people about you know, figuring out whether uh, their problem is is big or small. Yeah, so 
Uh, well, first thing I'll mention is one thing that Marilyn mentioned, and I didn't bring it up before, but one of the causes of people feeling unsteady, so when you're walking, you're just not feeling steady, often that ha- that happens when you have either a visual difficulty or a hearing difficulty. So if your senses aren't as sharp, so one thing she was mentioning was cataract, so it's worth looking into that. And so, yes, the, the big distinction we make as doctors is, is vertigos, this feeling of moving if you're not versus lightheadedness. I would say, you know, you know, in order to know if it's sort of life-threatening, which is always the way I think, you know, you, you look at those other symptoms that I mentioned, the neurological symptoms and or the chest pain or shortness of breath symptoms for the heart. However, you know, if, if even the peripheral vertigo, which is from the inner ear, it, in some people it can be very, very severe. Like, like some people can barely turn their head and they feel spinning and they start to vomit and they feel just terrible. If that's the case, then it's definitely worth getting it checked out even if it's you know even if it's not life-threatening if you're not able to function properly then it's worth looking into it because all of these things you know once we have a diagnosis we can treat them even if it's not life-threatening and if it's affecting your quality of life it's worth getting checked out for sure okay zachary levine our house doctor thank you so much for being with us thank you libby take care okay you too take care you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.